Hello, and welcome to season two of the Yukon Entrepreneur podcast series. I'm your host, Carrie Johnston, and I'm recording today on the traditional territory of Champagne and Asiac First Nations in beautiful Dakota Haynes Junction. And I'm joined today by Lauren. Lauren, please introduce yourself. Hi, folks. My name is Lauren Manikin Bay. I'm part of the Innovation Entrepreneurship Team with Yukon University. And I am proudly calling in with Carrie to, um, from the traditional territory of the Kwanlandun First Nation people and the Ta'an Council. And Carrie, it's awesome to be back again to spend some time with you. Thank you for the invitation. Well, thank you, Lauren. So Lauren, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. Yeah, I'd love to. So the Innovation Entrepreneurship Team with the university is more or less 13 years old now. And we have been funding innovators and entrepreneurs with uh, funding. We have been, or we've been offering funding. We've been kind of giving resources and expertise and most recently, a couple of years ago, started an incubation program for people, just to quote Stephen Mooney, who was in this role before me, with good, crazy, and crazy good ideas um, along the innovation spectrum. I could talk a little bit more about that. Uh, we are also, thanks to a partnership with Ryerson University, the Women Entrepreneurship Knowledge Hub, thanks to Future Skills Center, we are doing work around research and what uh, the future of work looks like in the Yukon, as well as how to connect the work that's happening in Whitehorse with entrepreneurs and innovators to ensure that we're doing a really good job of doing so around the territory. Uh, we're teaching a class for Yukon University's Bachelors of Business and uh, Bachelors of Business Administration um, called Creativity for an Innovation for Small Business. And we are the founders of Incubate North and Summer Biz School. Give a bunch of details, but, but there is a bunch happening at the department. Oh, thanks, Lauren. And of course, I mean, this is your second interview. You were part of season one as well. And, and you know, th thank you as well, because you were the seed to, to this project. When the pandemic first happened, you kind of reached out and said, Carrie, can you do something? Help us out. And, you know, we, I started the interview process and here we are today. So you're great at, you know, growing ideas and helping them become something more than they are. So thank you. Thank you, Carrie. One of my answers to one of your future questions that you've prepped me with is what are you most proud of? And that one phone call has done so much thanks to the energy that you put in to be really intentional about what these interviews could do. And then um, the intention to do even more about it has just been so cool to watch and be a part of. So I'm thrilled. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Lauren. So Lauren, what's your first memory of the pandemic? When did you realize like this is a thing? The first memory about how challenging, there's a personal and a professional answer to that. The first uh, memory about how challenging this was going to be, and I no one, I don't think anyone realized it would last as much as it has and how hard it has continued to become was I spent, like most folks, my time on Zoom with at home. And my husband was had to work. The first time personally was when my kid came down and looked at me on this Zoom call and I was like, sorry. And she gave me this look, said, you're not there for me, mom. Like, I know you're doing something more important than whatever I'm about to ask you. So that look was holding my place forever in relation to how hard it is on a personal level and how much kids and families kind of took it. And then Pivot was on the flip side, such an exciting project that we co-launched to carry you and a handful of others from across the country, really um, thanks to Carly from Cannor and their vision on how to, how can we help businesses immediately 
the Innovation Entrepreneurship Team had funds that were disposable, I'm sorry, disposable, that were available. <laughs> and um, with the foresight of the organization and innovation, we, uh, around innovation funds, they were able to flip funds around in partnership with economic development from recon government. And we were able to support businesses with these 5K, um, 5K micro grants to figure out what happens right now in relation to where they thought they were and where they're like they're going in the future. So those were really two big moments that really sealed the deal that there was something happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing how fast all of those things moved, and and how uh, you know it's people are still talking about how helpful just that immediate sort of cash injection and support from the business community was was to sort of helping people sustain through that first really major lockdown. Mm -hmm. I, I love what you just said and that folks are still talking about it as well. I think it's amazing and really kudos to government for, for seeing that and, and thanks to them for giving us the opportunity to do that. And it was such a fruit of so many people putting their heads together to say, what could we do the most creative possible thing? And we actually won an award that we can't claim credit for alone. And we've already sent emails to you all and the folks that helped us get there around um, being one of the first programs in the country to, to be created, to be offering support to small businesses, entrepreneurs and innovators just really immediately out of the gate. So thank you. I was, I'm really proud to be a part of that story. Lauren, what have you learned about the business model of INE over the past two years? I mean, you've been in, you've, you've been there for 13 years, but this has been a really disruptive period of time. What, have, what are you learning about what you do? Yeah, what we do is really challenging in times like this. And I think extra challenging in the Yukon. We are noticing that less folks, folks in the territory are more risk averse. Um, and because we have funds, again, thanks to the government of Yukon and Kenor to fund <clears throat> risky projects that without this support, either money and wraparound professional services wouldn't either wouldn't be able to be born. It's a really tough time for folks to jump out of their comfort zone and, and try new things out, which has been tough on our team uh, because this is what we do for a living. We help people take risks in a time right now that folks don't, aren't really comfortable doing that. And uh, folks are taking longer, those that are, uh, those that are in that risky stage of business development, it takes longer supply chain and access to resources are more scarce. Um, the stresses that come with this time period, our team has felt them, the planet has felt it, um, the, the, the seven plus billion of us. Um, so, so it's been an interesting model where on, on any given day, this team has had to reinvent ourselves really regularly to meet this idea of innovation and entrepreneurship right where it is in an evolving time. Uh, and now even more so, we're really having to be super creative about our messaging and our outreach and how we are communi communicating and connecting with people. Uh, it's, been, it's been a tough time where we really have to be on our toes at a time where a lot of folks are set, settling down just to, to, to hopefully let the weather pass. So it's a little bit what we've learned. Mm. 
your, I mean, your client base is Yukoners. That's who, that's who you serve. So what are you learning about your customer during this time? Yeah, I think I spoke a little bit to that just now uh, that one of the pieces that we started three years ago when our team reformulated um, a little bit and, and changed a bit was this importance of community and how much community and, and interacting with people that are in the same mindset. So people that start businesses, hanging out with other people that have started or are starting businesses, that peer-to-peer magic that happens is so critical for, for business development. It's either for morale, for creative ideas, for, whoa, don't do that. There's another way to go about doing that. I made the same mistake. Uh, so, so we have learned that that has been a really valuable piece that our team has been able to offer uh, and has helped us, as I said before, about the, the nature of our business really step into, we are part of such a larger whole. There's so many people around the country doing work similar to ours. Let's partner up. Let's share ideas. Let's co-create new initiatives. And the North is so popular now in relation to people trying to be a part of this work that we do that it's been uh, really exciting because people have said you're calling from the Yukon totally I'll be a part of that <laughs> um, so again things that like I said earlier things are taking longer to complete less people are coming through the door uh, innovation as we design as as we define it today um, but it's been sticking around a little bit is is ideas brand new things that have never ever come into the world or a redesign or a reconfiguration of something old to meet new needs. So we're, that's, again, that's essentially a definition of, I don't know, let's try something out. <laughs> you know, leadership's inherent in what we do as business owners. What are you learning about leadership during the pandemic? Oh, Carrie, I learned so much that leadership is hard. Um, I am, it's really actually at home in the, in, in the pandemic. I am a very empathetic leader for better and homegirl worse. <laughs> um, my tendency is, is as, as, as a leader is to really take on and hold space and be super flexible with the realities that humans are experiencing, whether it's an entrepreneur coming through the door, uh, whether it's a colleague, whether it's an institution and um, it takes a toll on those of us that have that good and uh, not so good times trait. So uh, for me, it's really been about stopping is something that I'm not really good at. I'm, I, again, for better or worse, that I'm constantly trying to push for the next big thing. I'm really excited about growth. I'm really excited about development. I'm really excited and passionate about systems change. And in a time, this is not a good time to be bursting with, sorry, in some contexts, this is an amazing time to be bursting with new ideas. And in some contexts, people like me just have to sit back and take a deep breath and take the foot off of the gas. So it's been challenging who I am and what I do and how I do things. Uh, and that's come with serious ups and downs, but um, it's been beautiful to grow alongside the team and have a team that is really open, honest and direct with me. Um, and us as, as a group to try to figure out what the right balance is for us today and then tomorrow and then the next day. <laughs> 
you know, we've all had to adapt to the, sort of this new normal. And, you know, we're, we're in this, this for, for whatever foreseeable future we're, we're in it for. And so what adaptations have you been most proud of during this time? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go find, I, I wrote a little note about this. Um, I have been excited about, hold on, Carrie. Um, Mm -hmm. I have really been excited about something I just alluded to a little bit earlier, and it has been the team's ability to go outside of ourselves to find answers that support the people that we serve every day. Uh, The the one one of those pieces. So we started Incubate North thanks to TD Ready Commitment Program uh, and CAMNOR, and it is a 12 to 18 month business program that takes entrepreneurs from one plateau to the next. And we support them to get to the next place. And it's challenging in some ways, our team has to be generalists so that we can understand and see and support businesses from all walks of life with all in all sorts of industries. At the same time as when you get into a program like that, it's so important to be able to meet the, and I'll use this example, but the agri-food or the agri-tech business right where they are because they're already at one pretty significant plateau. They're already customer facing and they wanna get to this next place. So take Coldacre or um, North Star Farms with Sunny Gray or Michel Duto and Yukon Grow. So we've gone out to partner with organizations that have accelerators or incubators within them and they are knowledge experts and knowledge holders in that industry. So we are in so many ways more so than ever really just a dot connector. So we've created this partnership with BioEnterprise, um, which is a food and agritech engine accelerator based on um, in Northern Ontario. And now those three businesses that are doing that work with us have experts that think about what they do all day long and are coming up with solutions. They have investors, they have funding opportunities, they have networks and events, et cetera. So I think that one of the most proud pieces are they really feel like our team has understood the, that are filled in that puzzle piece that was missing around how do we really do a good job of meeting people where they are and connecting them to who they need to be connected to to take that next step in business, so. Well, I think that's the thing with entrepreneurship is sometimes it does feel lonely because you're the only one there when you're innovating, when you're building something new. And that's, that's I mean, really the service that you guys provide is that, you know, you're not alone. Yeah, yeah it's so true, yeah. Um, public health measures, they've been a real challenge for us. I mean, they're, they're what keeps us safe, but you know, they have led to constraint in business, which has been the most challenging for, for you and your team to, to kind of manage. Yeah, um, two, Carrie, have been most challenging. The distancing in particular, the university has really led as far as an institution around protecting its people and the people that we serve. Um, so we have most recently really been closed doors <clears throat> and it's tough to be a leader and share leadership and with a team when you're all working from home. Some people thrive on that and some people do the very opposite. So that's been super tough. And then it also has taken away, this distancing has taken away the ability to connect face-to-face, smile to smile and kind of heart to heart with the people that we serve. So incubator businesses that are working in our space those that are out in the field, 
and um, businesses that want to show us the work that they've been doing and the progress that they've been making. It's been super. So that's really distance has been super challenging for us. And then we love parties. That doesn't sound good. We love events that celebrate. <laughs> celebrate the work and the progress that people do. And we haven't been able to do that. So giving an opportunity for our incubator businesses to be able to speak to our funders and our sponsors and to be able to share the progress they've made and have those people come in and share their expertise and their growth. So being online and not being able to celebrate in person with has just it's not been fun. I, can't, I don't know why that's coming back, but I hope it's... <laughs> Pandemic-related supports. I mean, this is the, the question I always ask about, you know, which support programs have you applied for? But of course, you guys are a support program. So uh, did you want to sort of talk about any of the supports that you've been providing or? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so really, the, the, it's, it's the, the model that we're in right now has been when you have a good, crazy or crazy good idea, it is so cool to have someone a phone call away or and a meeting away to say i woke up with this crazy thought what do you think about this and does this have a place and our ability to fund that very early stage idea is thrilling um some of them don't work out some of them uh all of them go through many iterations you'll come meet us with this one piece and it's going to change countless times before it gets to the end goal that, that we didn't even envision, um, which, is the, which is just the nature of, of how cool our funding is to be really flexible to help businesses grow. And then again, as I've said a couple of times, that, that wraparound service and the ability to build community for entrepreneurs is, is super fun. Um, we'll have one conversation with Amanda and she'll talk about this idea and we'll say, whoa, we talked to Joe yesterday. You gotta meet Joe. He was talking about a similar piece and then Amanda and Joe hook up and, or meet. <laughs> <laughs> then they then they go and um, go create something together or hey we've got bioenterprise or folks at Ryerson are talking about the same thing or innovate BC and anyway so it's 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 my the most exciting part of, of my of my role but our role I think as an organization is to be able to just meet people where they are and connect them as quickly as possible to the services and there's a ton out there you construct so many things going on Denity ventures TechUCon, um, the chambers have a, a lot of really cool pieces. Uh, my text, there's a lot out there today, which makes our job even harder because when we were alone in the world of kind of innovation, but now there are so many other pieces. So we have to filter people into, or sorry, we're, it's been interesting maneuvering between, ah, you could do this or you could do that. So folks, if you have an innovative idea, something new or a redefinition or reimagining of something old, come hang out with us. Lauren, are you seeing any gaps in the ecosystem still? Hmm. We are still, we took a really close look at this three years ago. I used to be with the Uconstruct team and then I moved over to what was cold coin and innovation. And now folks may know is innovation entrepreneurship. And the four gaps that we saw that were really big were, um, bootcamp kind of market validation program. So I have this idea. It's pro it's, it's the, the early stages are really in place. I just need to see if the world is ready for it. So you go through this three month program with you construct 
And they'll help walk you through whether the world is ready for the idea if we need to spend some time tweaking it. And then there's a, a gap that I would really argue is super important. And that's the gap where you go try that piece out. You join CoSpace or make space that you construct, or you, you sign up for membership with the chambers and you go and see what the world says about your idea. And I think that's an important gap. It's really important that we, in particular, Yukoners, um, because we are so fortunate in this territory to have so much, so many resources that it's easy to kind of jump from resource to resource, but that you going out and trying it on your own and, and seeing if it's, um, and, and really trusting your own entrepreneurial skills in community is really important. And then the other gap that we saw was incubation. So taking the plateau piece, taking your business from, okay, now I've seen my customers, they're loving what I'm up to and I wanna take it to the next big level. Neighborly North is an awesome example of this company um, who is part of Incubate North with us. That was a gap and now it no longer is. And then investment readiness, preparing Yukoners with disposable income with the idea of investing in entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs to be really ready to speak to an investor that's gonna put their hard-earned money into you is was a gap, but we are with you Construct uh, really um, attacking that gap, especially now in the next three months, we are running a Yukon Investment Challenge funded in partnership with Ken or with Spring Activator. And the last one that I would say, Carrie, very long answer to your question is mentorship. We are working with you Construct thanks to funding from Future Skills to really create a mentorship network that supports people in any stage to have a bud, a few buddies that can help answer those really important questions that are not necessarily from a funding body or a support organization like those of us that are out there, but really peer-to-peer Yukoners standing up for Yukoners next to Yukoners, helping them get to where they're going is something we're still working on. Oh, that mentorship piece comes up time and time again in our interviews, those who found them, but, and, and just how, how helpful it really is in, in mm. helping them move through growth in their, in their businesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, how are you thinking about things differently? You know, we're in this shifting economy and, you know, where do you see opportunity? Yeah. The opportunity that I'm super excited about and is only in the early stages is that one for our department, but I think generally speaking in the Yukon, and I think we're going to catch on to this um, more widely, is how critical entrepreneurial skill sets are. This idea of design thinking, creativity, networking, following your idea and building upon it is so critical for around the future of work. I think entrepreneurial classes, we believe that entrepreneurial classes should be absolutely starting in elementary school and beyond and really taking people through. And there are a lot of programs not in the Yukon yet that are helping youth explore entrepreneurship and their own entrepreneurial, their own entrepreneurial skill sets. So that's critical. So, but, but the real opportunity for our team and generally speaking is to spend more time at the university with university students, staff and faculty in relation to supporting businesses or supporting all of those folks to have those skills in everything that we do. Um, We dream about incubation programs where not only students can come up with the answers via entrepreneurial thinking tactics and lean startup methods, which is all jargon, um, but kind of entrepreneurial thinking, 
um, and solving their own problems or looking at opportunities at the university and creating a new thing. And um, on the flip side, also having industry come to UConn U and say, we have this problem. You and your departments um, in partnership with Innovation Entrepreneurship, how could we collaborate and solve those problems at a larger scale? And that just puts UConn U, it's such a, I mean, we are already really active in our communities and, and with industry. I think it just is one more step up. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and then industry, the whole co-op idea with industry, hiring students and giving them practical experience, which is not a new thing. I think the, this department can support with that. And then students getting access to the networks that we've built. It's just such an incredible experience to be able to not only connect them with a business that's growing and maybe a summer job with them to see what that startup world feels like or giving them experience with our partners like you construct next door. So um, there's a lot, there are a lot of really neat things that we have been able, uh, that we're brainstorming now that uh, we have a new five-year strategy thanks to our new president, Dr. Leslie Brown and uh, the opportunities of what IME can do even more in, in, at, at the university level. You know, as we are in the midst of this sort of shifting economy and this work of rebuilding, what, what are you kind of paying attention to? What, what do you think is, you know, we need to be thinking about in terms of the Yukon economy? Mm, yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm a little bit of a repeating talking head right now. <laughs> I just feel so strongly about some of these pieces, but um, who is doing what around the territory and ensuring that we're not doing it alone? There are so many ideas. So, I mean, one, one of them is that we, we continuously, every time you turn your head are having another conversation, is this idea of, of entrepreneurial skills and giving people the tools to be able to self-determine their future on their terms and, and with all of the tools that, that we have. So First Nation governments and development corps are doing incredible job and a lot of work trying to find programs that offer those skills to their people, um, to their communities and their citizens. And uh, many of us are there because communication is, is, is bro broken now just because of the system and because of, because of the way that COVID has taken a turn that we're, we're less face-to-face -face than before where it's harder to come face-to-face. -face. Um, I think that we're missing the opportunity to um, collaborate on some of these pieces. So it's been neat in our, in our position around this theme of innovation entrepreneurship to be making those connections and connecting outside forces. So really who's doing what in the territory and around Canada, how can we join forces is, is one of those. And then looking closely at the gaps, some of which are, we just talked about that our team doesn't fill and then looking through our Rolodexes and our manage our people management systems, um, to ensure that we don't stop any of those ideas in their tracks, that we are connecting people with the right um, service. And in an ideal world, and I think the team's been pretty successful on this, is we don't say no, uh, because there's always someone at our fingertips to be able to connect folks to take that next step. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for emerging entrepreneurs? Here it is again, connect. <laughs> Not a very interesting interview, eh, Gary? <laughs> no, it is. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, connect with us. You can strike Denine Ventures, Tech Econ, the Federal Territorial Departments. 
um, uh, governments, um, uh, the chambers, there is so much available. And then the next piece that I'd say is plan. Uh, it's, it's what entrepreneurs have to go through arguably everywhere else in the world is so much easier for e-commerce. There are so many organizations that are out there supporting, supporting you with your idea. I mean, you, as far as your listeners here with ideas that, that, that um, it could, it makes it easier than most to start a company and move forward with your idea, but plan for and really experience folks, those gaps, those areas where there isn't necessarily support um, and, and build your networks in that. Um, some entrepreneurs are really, have found success by head down, tenacity, grit on their own. And, and there are not many that we've seen and, and a, a lot of them are, have been successful. And some folks have just found so many benefits from building the partnerships and networks and going and grabbing a coffee with folks with other entrepreneurs or investors or funders, organizations, programs outside. So connect, plan for those places where you're not going to get support necessarily outside of peer to peer and amazing places like CoSpace. Um, and then buddies like us that help you along the way. But those are a couple pieces that I would suggest for entrepreneurs out there. Mm -hmm. Lauren, have there been any shifts in your worldview over the last couple of years as a result of the pandemic? Ways you're thinking differently? Yes, I don't know. I, I hope I knew this before, these, these aha moments, but it is so apparent now that everyone is trying their best. Um, and it's only in times of crisis where, sorry, it is particularly in times of crisis where you can look at your fellow human in the eye and, and say, God, I get it. You know, we're all dealing with such different pieces and then go around the world and pop yourself in any places and the pieces are gonna be similar and also wildly different. So um, I have seen over the last two years, really how complex humanity is. Um, that's been a big piece for me. And then just the patience, compassion and love, like. I am loving so much <clears throat> more and outwardly showing it, which is tough in a professional <laughs> context. <laughs> but um, I often say to folks, like, I just professionally love you just because I feel like people just need more love right now. Um, so those are a little bit of my aha moments and the changes that I've made. And what's keeping you grounded? Ugh. Um, I, I love to work. I love work. I work day and night. If I didn't have other people counting on me, I just, I, I just love getting into it and, and the things that I'm passionate about just going full steam. Um, and my wellness practice now has been to work less, to try not to be as obsessed <laughs> about it. Uh, because the pace at which people who love to work and think about it all the time, um, a, it's not good for us those of us that are like me. Um, but also just to, to, like I said earlier, like get off the gas a little bit and work less. So it's been amazing to see what I see now because I'm less, 
um, no, I'm probably still as obsessed and, 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 and caring about it, but it's been cool to make the connections that are arguably more important in some ways than those other ones when we're moving as fast as I have in the past. I think, um, I think a lot of leaders are feeling that right now and, you know, it's, it's burnout really, you know, when many of us, it's been so easy to really throw ourselves into work and work, you know, well into the night because we love it. And there's so much to do and so much um, almost instant reward right now for the work that we're doing because things are moving quickly. But, but that burnout piece, I think is a, a thing that many leaders are feeling as we, you know, are in well into, you know, year three at this point. It's so true, Carrie. It's so true. It's a release that I'm not the only one, but I, I see it <clears throat> at every at every level, leadership or not. It's been really incredible to watch the effects that this thing has had on all of us. Mm-hmm. Lauren, any closing thoughts before we end the interview today? Uh, yeah. Thank you for doing this again. I appreciate it. Um, and... I think I'd encourage folks. So I just had a closing thought and I forgot it. Um, um, I'd encourage folks to keep, keep that thing that all of us have that creativity, stay super aware of those ideas where you, when you see a problem and come up with a crazy solution for it, you know, like, wouldn't it be cool if there was an app that did this? Wouldn't it be cool if a group could get around the table to think about this or anything? Um, because those ideas are so needed right now. We need to be, as a universe, I'm sorry, as a universe, as a, as a globe, um, challenging the status quo to be super cheesy about a term. But this is the time, I, I believe, to be reinventing everything that we thought was before and creating community to pave new ways to envision a new future, to reimagine industries, to um, co-create more powerfully than we ever have, to be thinking outside of ourselves, to be building community, to be sharing more love. Um, those are my closing thoughts, I think. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I appreciate everything that you're doing. Oh, thanks, Lauren. Have a good day. Yeah, thank you, dear child.